What's up, Buttercups? It's week one of the 2020 NFL season. It is a Thursday, September 9, I believe it is, 2020. Just got done recording an episode. It is 01.55 a.m. That equals in the morning, which is implied by 01, so I'm not sure why I did that. I'm like half or half Air Force, half human. Not sure what that means, but uh, yeah, just wanted to go through the week one matchups for Taco Court Fantasy Football League this week. So go over each of the teams that are playing against each other, the head-to-heads, the total, all the positions that they're starting or projected to start or who I think maybe they should start because there's stuff going on and all that and all that and all that. Then give my predictions on who's going to win the game who's going to win the matchup, and also who we're taking with the points on the spread. So tune in. This will be a weekly thing, maybe twice a week. Uh, We'll do some recap come Monday night, Tuesday morning, or something like that, preview the next week, go over waiver wire moves, everything like that, so everybody can keep in touch with what we're doing in the league, Uh, get some guest commentary or anything like that, get some notes from the other people. Uh, If anybody in the league or anybody outside the league that wants to join me, uh, let me know. Uh, we'll get on, we'll schedule a time and have some fun with it. You can let me know what you think about the people in the league, what you think about the podcast, what you're doing in your fancy football leagues, or if you just want to talk shop and uh, talk about whatever, I probably going to start talking some more other topics other than just football. This is a talk core fantasy football league podcast, but I kind of want to turn it into something that's a little bit more than just fantasy football, uh, but have it revolved around the people within the league. So um, whatever people's ventures are, you know, we got, Nick doing astronaut apparel, uh, you know, teamed up with a buddy to create apparel and sell apparel that um, ends up profits being donated to youth to get space, space education and stuff like that. Just little things like that, what, what we all do in our own personal lives, what we're interested in, and just have some fun conversations. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get involved with it, let me know. Shoot me a DM. Uh, you can find me at Naderade530 Naderade on Twitter. Or if you're where Facebook homies or you got my phone number or you want to slide in my IG DMs, anything like that, that's where it goes down, you know? Goes down in the DM. Goes down. Goes down in the DM. Don't Snapchat me that WAP. Anyways, gave the info there. Uh, yep. Check it out. Thanks. It's two o'clock in the morning. I got to work in five hours. So, um, yeah. Bye. I don't know why I can't stop talking. Bye. Bye. Listen. Subscribe. Rate. Review. Let me know what you think. Let us know what you think. What do you want to hear? Rate. Review. It is the 
opening day of the 2020 NFL season, Thursday, September 10, 2020. Football is back. And we are here to go over week one matchups in Taco Court Fantasy Football League. To give some context, our league is rosters. Our league rosters are team quarterback, two running backs, three wide receiver, tight end, two flex. No defense, no kicker, nothing else. We have seven bench spots in the league as well with four IR spots, three dedicated to COVID only, one dedicated to any type of injury. You could use all four for COVID. So kind of the format for this, we'll be going forward with it throughout the season, and we'll do some recaps also. Uh, and what will happen is I'll go through, and maybe I get joined by somebody later on. Maybe not. Probably not, just because it's going to be a quick little podcast. Nothing's probably quick with me when it comes to speaking, but you feel me? Uh, it's going to be a different, like, sporadic throughout the week. And everybody's got all kinds of stuff going on. Scratching my chin. So if you hear that, sorry. <clears throat> no edits. No edits. We're just rolling with it. So what we'll go through is the six individual matchups. We're a 12-team league, full PPR. Uh, we have some bonus stuff for long touchdowns and things like that. Or over 100 yards receiving, rushing over 200. I think I believe it's over 300 and 400 for passing. Six-point quarterback touchdowns, six-point everywhere else touchdowns. All touchdowns are six points. So there's that. Uh, 25 yards per point of passing, and all scoring is fractional. So what I'll do is I'll go through the six matchups for the week. I will go through the roster, the projected roster that is set currently, and see if I believe that a move will be made. Since this is on a Thursday morning, Wednesday night, it is currently – one ten in the morning, Thursday, 10 September 2020, at the time of this recording right now. So there might be some roster moves later on, but we'll kind of try to predict some of that stuff and then give the head-to-heads per position. What ESPN, which is the form, the platform that we are playing on, has the projected scores and what that spread line is based off the score. So we'll give you a, a straight up who's going to win. You know, if there's any type of roster changes, kind of predict that. And we will give the thumbs up, thumbs down for whatever the position battles are. So running back one or the person sitting in running back spots, flexes, who has kind of the advantage based off of my own personal feelings and thoughts. Burp, sorry, drinking caffeine to stay awake. And uh, we will do against the spread. You know, we'll so-and-so cover six and a half points or whatever it may be. So we'll get into it. Uh, matchup number one is the Scroat Squad, which is Wayne Henry against Murder Boners, which is Octavio Valdez. So quarterbacks, you got Eagles quarterback, against the Cardinals quarterback. So we are, as a recap from a refresher from the recap episode 13, uh, we decided to COVID proof our league by doing team quarterback instead of individual quarterbacks. So we don't have to keep all kinds of quarterbacks on our bench. If you 
your quarterback gets COVID, you can also have the backup and you don't have to worry about everybody hoarding the quarterbacks because it's such a heavy point total position. And if there's scares, then it can get wild. So at least everybody has a quarterback, even if it's the backup. So, all right. So scroll squad has the Eagles and murder boner with the Cardinals quarterback. The ESPN projection is 23.4 for Wentz. 21.9 for Kyler Murray. You got Murray going against the Niners, once against the Redskins. You could probably roll with that. You know, the Eagles maybe have a better opportunity to score more points, but I also don't like all their receiving options. I think that this is skewed incorrectly. I believe that while ESPN says that the Eagles have the advantage, I'm going to give it to Kyler, he has the rushing upside. He's going to run more. Wentz isn't going to run as much as anymore because he has these injury concerns. And the Niners secondary really isn't all as much better than it was last year. And that was their weakness. So adding D-Hop, I think the, that the Cardinals have an advantage there. Running back, uh, I wouldn't take these as running back one, two, or whatever in the flexes just because people will – Set their lineup so that, you know, your Thursday night players are in in your regular spots and then you have your your later game guys and your flexes. So we'll just go by whoever's in these positions at the time. So we got Dow Cook against Green Bay, up against Miles Sanders against Washington. Dow Cook at 23.8 points by ESPN standards or projections and Miles Sanders at 16.9. Uh, David Montgomery is in scrote squad projected for 10.5 and Kenyon drake for murder boners projected for 16.9 i don't think that montgomery if he does play is going to have a massive role so i'd count that down definitely the advantage there is drake i think the advantage on the first one is probably dal cook against green bay just he's going to get the ball as workhorse wide receivers We'll go Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Tyler Boyd for Scrote Squad, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods, Marvin Jones for Murder Boners. ESPN projects the trio for Scrote Squad to score out, outscore the Murder Boners. And I would agree with that. I don't know what to think about Thielen. Is he going to play outside? Is he going to play in the slot? Bob Woods going against Dallas. And, uh, and that defense, which is pretty damn gnarly, uh, what's what do they look like without Brandon Cooks? Is Robert Woods going to take a big, big, big step to you know be a super, super threat? How do they use Cam Akers? You know what's that look like? Um, and Marvin Jones, I think, is a stud. But um, yeah, Chris Godwin against New Orleans. I think New Orleans is going to put up points against Tampa Bay. It's in the dome, also. And then you got Allen Robinson at Detroit. I'll take that matchup. And then the Tyler Boyd, we'll see where that goes against the Chargers. I think Chargers defense is pretty solid. So, But wide receivers give it to Henry and the Scrode squad. Tight ends, you got Ertz against Washington for the Scrode squad. Higby against Dallas. I think we got too many Rams on the right end here. Uh, for motor boners, I'll give it to Ertz. There's no wide receivers in Philly. Uh, in the flex, we got Deontay Johnson, Jameson Crowder for the Scrode squad. And Lev, Lev Bell and Daryl Williams for motor boners. Uh, I think this is more so of a push. I think Lev Bell against Buffalo is going to be able to get some dump-off passes in a full PPR. I think that's going to do him well. 
Uh, Jameson Crowder probably do pretty well there too, but I think Buffalo is going to be able to control the clock. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I don't know how this affects the with the addition of Chase Claypool, but I think the Giants' defense is pretty solid. Looking at the benches, um, David Montgomery is obviously a a risk for Scroat Squad. Uh, looking at his bench, other running backs that he has are Bryce Love and J.D. McKissick. So he may be making a move if David Montgomery does not play. Um, he has some expendable assets, like Hawkinson, Lazard, Denzel Mims, Russell Gage. Um, but I don't see any moves to his starting lineup there. And for murder boners, nothing is probably going to change with his lineup either. Um, yeah. All right. The total projection by ESPN for Scroat Squad versus Murder Boners is Scroat Squad 137.3 against up to fuck. Um, as opposed to 131. So 137.3 to 131 with a 6.2 point advantage to the Scroat Squad. So I think straight up. If we have David Montgomery play against Detroit, I think the Scrub Squad could probably take this matchup. Um, if he doesn't play or he's like super limited, um, give it to Murder Boners. The line is at 6.2. I'm going to take Murder Boners with the points. Um, so I think it's a lot closer matchup than that. Next, that went really long. I'm trying to speed this up in this next one. So I'll just talk about the positions, not go over their individual points, just the players. So next one, we got Eskimo Brothers, and that's Josh Peterson against Three Penis Wine, which is Nick Oliveris, our reigning champion. Uh, Eskimo Brothers, uh, you can understand their draft and how all that went in the draft recap episode 13 of Talk Core Fantasy Football League podcast. But he's rolling out. The Ravens quarterback, so Lamar, Alvin Kamara, Phil Lindsay, Terry McLaurin, Debo, who might play, might not play, Manny Sanders, Travis Kelsey, on Johnson, and Golden Tate. While Nick, three penis wine, has Goff, the Rams quarterback, James Conner, James White, Julio, DK Metcalf, Michael Gallup, Evan Ingram, Derrick Henry, Mike Evans. Obviously, this based off just the names on the rosters, Nick. Three penis wine is favored to win 136.6 points to 120.1. Looking at the benches, let's see if there might be any type of moves that could be made. Phil Lindsay seems like the real cattle, like the the breaking point right here for the Denver running backs. I know Melvin Ingram has like a rib issue, but I think he's going to end up playing. Seems like he's going to play. So there's that. Um, but I worry about. They just brought in a big paycheck of Melvin Gordon and them just saying Phil Lindsay's going to get tons of tons of work. Um, but on his bench, he doesn't really have anything that could fit that other than you know his his running backs. He's got Carlos Hyde, and obviously he has Carryon Johnson on his flex right now, so that could be an option to move someone else in his flex. But nobody's really there. Curtis Samuel. Mohamed Sanu, who's not even on a team. Darius Geis, who's not even on a team. Drafting Darius Geis after. I think he picked him up off waivers after everything was settled. So, um, yeah, it's weird. Um, he's going to get smoked. Uh, no changes on for Nick. He's already set his lineup. He's got 
Derrick Henry Monday night game already in his flex and ready to go. I think he's going to smash them. The line is set at 16 and a half. Give me Nick to cover 16 and a half. And the win. Straight up. Next game, next matchup, password is Taco, which is Clint Evans against his boyfriend, 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 roommate, pocket dogs. I don't know what that means. If it's Clint's dog in his pocket or, you know, I don't know. He said he's a pitcher, but his name's really catcher. Uh, James Michael. So Clint's rolling out. Russ at quarterback for the Seahawks, Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, Ronald Jones, uh, C.D. Lamb. And that's what's in his starting lineup currently. Doesn't look like on his bench he's going to have anything to to add in unless he wants to cut out Rojo, I believe, um, out of his flex. And he could probably play someone like a Tevin Coleman who, if – you predict that Arizona is going to put up points on the Niners. That might be a decent one. Um, he's got AJ Dillon on the bench. Probably don't want to play that against Minnesota first game. Chris Thompson for Jacksonville against Indy. Indy's got a stacked defense, but maybe he can catch a lot of passes in a PPR. Um, then you get that six catch drive at the end of the game for 70 yards and a touch. And you're sitting at 19 points on one drive. So um, that could work out. Gil Harry there against Miami, maybe, but we don't. There's a lot of unknowns with Cam, what they're going to do. Um, so that's his roster. Russ, Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Mark Andrews, Ronald Jones, and C.D. Lamb. Jay Pocket Dogs is rolling out. Dak, quarterbacks, Cowboys quarterback, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Chris Carson, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyler Lockett, Smokey Brown, Darren Waller, Justin Jefferson in the flex. Holy smokes. And John Brown in the flex also. Um, looking at his bench, the only people he could probably use if he wanted to take a, a shot on J.K. Dobbins in his first game against Cleveland, they got a pass rush there. Um, you know, pass protection is going to be big, but they also have the most elusive quarterback in the league. So maybe they don't care too much. I don't know. Michael Pittman Jr. against Jacksonville. Jacksonville has no defense. That might be a good move in there. Put Michael Pittman in for Justin Jefferson, even though the ESPN projected points are lower. But the projection by ESPN is 134.9 to 129.9 with a five-point spread in favor of Clint Taco. Password is Taco against Pocket Dogs J. Um, based off the lineups, I'm going to take Clint and the points. I think he wins by more than five. And the next game, we have Channel 4 News Team. That is the Tony Coast, the commissioner of 58 West King, and runs that podcast, 58 West King Fantasy Football League pod, Fantasy Football Podcast on all podcast networks, and it's available wherever you can get this podcast. Uh, also linked in the show notes. Uh, and you can follow that account at 58WKingPodcast on Twitter. Against I Shave My Balls for this, John Schleister. Um, the current, the way it is set up right now, and the way that it looks like it's going to run for the week, Tony is favored 140.5 to 
129.9. And we'll look at the rosters and why. So he's got Deshaun Watson, and that's a, that's a sweet matchup to go against Casey. You expect that to be the highest scoring game if you play Davy Fantasy. You probably want to stack that game. It's a Thursday night, never mind, because you have to either play on, I believe, FanDuel to do Sunday to, or Thursday to Monday or do Showdown Slate on DraftKings and screw that. If you just want fun, but don't play it to make money. Um, very bad odds. Everybody's going to have all the same players. So, but for season right here, he's got Deshaun, Saquon, Cam Akers, DJ Moore, DJ Chark, Will Fuller against KC. So that's he's got a big Thursday night here. George Kittle, Preston Williams, Deshaun Jackson. And he's starting out. Uh, and Trey has Brady set up right now. Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Thomas, Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt, Christian Kirk. So ESPN's projecting him to win all the wide receiver categories, but get demolished in on the other ones. Um, his backup quarterback is so he's got Tom Brady. It's hard to bench Tom Brady, but they're also going to New Orleans. But does that really bother a guy like Tom Brady? But does it shake the other players on the team? I don't know. First game all together. You never know how that's going to go under Bruce Arians, too. They just got Leonard Fournette. Can it, you know, who knows how that's going. But he's also got um, the Raiders quarterback. So Derek Carr sitting here. But they're also, they're traveling all the way to Carolina across the country. So um, you never know how that's going to turn out. But, yeah. Tony's favored by 11.6 points or 10.6 points here. I want to take Tony to win straight up. For some reason, I feel like I have to go Trey plus 10.6. So I think it's tighter than what ESPN says. Whoo! Next game, second to last. Don't even know how long this has been going. Um, Feels really long for what I was imagining. But next is Baby Ruth. That's Glenn, my brother. Against Too Hot to Handle, which is Brandon Beesner, as he is known by the Holloman Air Force Base. What do you call those guys? Security forces. The police got pulled over for driving sober. Um, 100% sober. They made him do DUI checks and all this kind of stuff. Took him to the jail on the base, tested him, blue 0.0 because he hadn't drank in days. Um, yep. But they called him Beesner. So, <clears throat> Bees Nuts against Baby Ruth. This matchup has Baby Ruth with Matt Ryan as the Falcons quarterback, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Mari Cooper, Cooper Cup. A.J. Green, Hayden Hurst, Mark Ingram, and Antonio Gibson currently. It's probably who he's going to play unless he moves like Antonio Gibson against Philly down to put Sterling Shepard in his flex, but that's really not much of a difference per ESPN's projections, which we know are amazing. Um, And Brandon's got himself the Packers quarterback, so... Aaron Rodgers up at Minnesota, though. So, (laughs) 
Austin Eakler, Todd Gurley, Devonta Adams, Calvin Ridley, Devonte Parker, Gronk, Jarvis, Brandon Cooks, and he is projected to win 134.1 against Glenn's 126.0. Brandon's got a good squad. Todd Gurley against Seattle. Granted, it's in Atlanta. I don't know how that goes with the first game. He's projected at 16 points. Seems fair. Catches some passes and stuff like that. Devonta Adams, is he cornerproof? I guess Minnesota doesn't have like great, great, great corners anymore. But you got Todd Gurley, Calvin Ridley on the same team there. Gronk going to New Orleans, his first game back. Houston, Brandon Cooks. Just hear that he's questionable. I don't know what it's for. Trying to look it up. Turned limited practice on Wednesday after being held out entirely the day before. Um, seems like a quad thing. Questionable Thursday's game. So that might be a problem because he's projected for quite a bit and he should should be a good weapon in that offense, especially against the Chiefs. You'd hope that Brandon Cooks was playing. Um, but on the bench, he's got Marlon Mack who can fill in pretty well that so or randall cobb so you can flip flop those guys in there um yeah i'm probably going to give it to brandon here i like glenn's team um but nick chubb going to baltimore that's always going to be a rough one to to run at joe mixon against the chargers that's going to be rough i think these guys are probably projected a little too high um so i think glenn's roster is good long term brandon's just got a better team today so uh, give me Brandon for the win. And that's set at 8.1 8. 8 points spread. Yeah, I'll take Brandon and the points. And last but not least, the lovely voice you get to hear on Taco Core Fantasy Football League podcast every single time. Got a text. 58 West King dialing in. Yep. Doing his primer. Thank you for the motivation. Oh, so it's 1.30 in the morning. I'm doing my primer for the week, and Tony's going to do his. So, um, yeah, twinsies. Anyways, this is the worst spread ever, but my team named the Vinegar Strokes against Chad's team's name, which is he's a cop. So we have me with the Baker Mayfield Browns quarterback going to Baltimore. I think his projection is probably pretty fair. It's like 18 points. Um, Baltimore's pretty tough. They're going to hold the ball, take up some time. I got David Johnson playing tomorrow night. Zach Moss as my other running back. Juju Odell, Robbie A in Carolina. I don't know how much I like that, but Hunter Henry, Zeke, and Raheem Mostert against his Chiefs quarterback, Mahomes, he's also got CMC going against the Raiders, Melvin Gordon, who knows what happens there. He's got like a rib thing. Uh, Kenny Galladay, he's got a hammy issue. <clears throat> um, questionable. T.Y., Julian Edelman, questionable. But everybody in New England is questionable today. Uh, Noah Fant, Tariq Cohen, Jerry Judy. He's got three Denver Broncos. 
going up against Tennessee. I think Tennessee's a team that's going to regress really hard and go back to being like Jacksonville. Uh, they're going into mile high, but I think they still have a decent defense and having three players start at three different positions for the same team week one with a rookie and a new running back. I don't know how all that stuff works out, but he's also got the Mahomes McCaffrey deal there. So, um, depending on what happens with David Montgomery, maybe I want him to play because he's got Tariq Cohen. His bench, he really doesn't have anybody you'd feel comfortable putting in there. Uh, Chase Claypool's a good guy. He could probably put him in there. I believe in him. He's going to be the, wide the number two for Pittsburgh, and you always want the number two in Pittsburgh uh, when Ben's playing. Um, but they're going to MetLife to play the Giants. So that might be the only one he might switch out. Um, but who knows if he looks at projected points because Jerry Judy's projected for double-digit points in this game. Um, I find that kind of baffling. So, uh, yeah, Chad is favored to win 141 to 126, 15-point spread. I uh, – Teddy Bridgewater being with Carolina – does he is he good enough to get the ball to make like this sounds dumb right is he good enough to get the ball to McCaffrey Carolina is a shit show they have nobody there anymore their defense is wrecked too maybe he gets all the passes uh, their offensive line is even worse but they're also playing the Raiders and they're at home Ugh. that Mahomes thing he's projected for 20 almost 30 points he's probably gonna go for 45 tomorrow tonight so um yeah, Chad's probably going to take this one, but give me the points. No way I'm getting beat by 15, but that would be par for the course as uh, I am a top scorer in Taco Core Fantasy Football League. Not the top, but I'm up there. Top third. Um, but I also have the most points scored against me. So, anyways, uh, this will be a weekly thing. Um, doing the look ahead for the week. And we will do some recap and go over some of the transactions later on of what's going on. Maybe do one Saturday before the Sunday Sunday games and see where we're at. Um, maybe not. I don't know. We'll figure that out, see how the weekend goes. Um, Notre Dame plays Saturday too, so who knows how that's going to go. we got to get a good you know, two, two runs of Rudy in in the morning, get the grill going, uh, put the flag out. You know, get the get the Notre Dame cornhole going and um you know play the fight song. So cheer, cheer for old Notre Dame. Wake up the echoes, cheering her name. Rudy, 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 This one's for you, coach. Yep. We're done. If you want to find out uh, more about why Tony Costa is going to have a third kid, go and you haven't found out and you don't know why, go back one episode to episode 13 and check out the draft recap uh, episode and you'll figure that out. Um, it's going to be a fun year. Excited for it. See how some of the changes go, how COVID impacts the league, um, if it impacts it at all what happens with big-time players, things like that. I don't think that the NFL is going to fuck around with it. Um, 
too much cash to be made, too much, too many people in contract years to have everybody else getting screwed. So um, players usually try to do the right thing by other players, especially when it comes to their money. So um, big star players are due to get paid and we'll see how that goes. So uh, I would say good luck to everybody in the league, but fuck that because I'm here to win. Um, I am the only two-time champion of Taco Court Fantasy Football League. I was, and that is astronomical as it is my own league. Like, nobody wins their own league. I've won it twice. That just goes to my prowess as a commissioner and as my ability in the fantasy football landscape that nobody in this league can touch my jock. I would let them touch my jock, but it's just too hot. It sizzles. And they'd be like, ah, oh man, Nate, so hot. Let me go get my barbecue gloves on. You know, those big, thick rubber one things. Um, because your jock is so hot. Um, yeah. Um, predictions from the last episode are there for who we, me and Tony, predicted to be in the championship game, win the championship, and the Sacco. And speaking of Sacco. We got to get Wayne Henry, his Sacco punishment, the league voted. If you don't know what the Sacco punishments that were divvied up to the league from Nick, our previous winner, uh, were go to his intro podcast um, inside Nick Oliveris Sacco punishment episode. I believe it's 10 of the podcast. Nick gave the league four options and made the league vote to see what his, his punishment would be. And uh, Wayne's got to get his belly button pierced and leave his belly button pierced for the entire year. I don't know if we're just waiting on jewelry to get sent or what, but I think he's going to get a cute little uh, Bengals pendant. He's a Steelers fan, and Nick's a Bengals fan, and they hate each other. So um, I think Nick wants to get him a little Bengals pendant to throw in his belly button for the next year. So whenever we get that, I'm going to try to be with them. We live about an hour, 20 away from each other. So uh, one of these weekends, link up with them, go to the shop, get his belly button pierced, and then uh, record it, make some content out of it, have some fun. So um, he's agreed to do it because he ain't no bitch. So, um, yeah. He may only have half his sight, but he's still a full man. So, uh, yep. Go ahead and follow Tony and his podcast, 58 West King Podcast, on Twitter. Link in the show notes. Go check out his podcast. Him, Matt Graham, the co-commission, they run that guy. Uh, it's comedy, a bunch of serious stuff too, kind of life things. Get kind of deep, have some fun, enjoy each other, talk some smack. Um, just normal dudes having fun. Um, it's a, It's a good time. Uh, and also check out the Champions Dynasty League podcast on all of your podcast platforms. Definitely Apple, Spotify, they're there. Um, Google, I'm not sure about. You shouldn't be using that anyways because that means you have an Android phone. So, um, yep, no green bubbles in this arena. And go check that out. We took the we took four leagues of a bunch of common people that are within our industry of work that we do for our nine to fives and took the top three teams from those four leagues and created a dynasty, had a startup, me and uh, 
Tony just did the draft recap for that also. So um, we had Chad on there also. He, st- he chimed in, stopped him, did some funny stuff. Um, Chad had a Freudian slip. Is that what you call it? Freudian slip where he says like one name, but he meant the other. But it's like one of those things where he sees him as the same people. I don't fucking know what it's called. Tony said it and I heard it like one other time before in my life. So, um, yep. Go check that out. iTunes. Cause you should have an iPhone because or else you shouldn't be texting any of us. Um, all right. We'll see how this goes. This is fun. I don't know why it's fun talking to myself. Um, see how it turns out. I'm not editing shit. So I'm just going to throw the fucking intro music on the front, a little intro thing at the beginning and roll with it. So, um, yeah, let me know what you think about the format, what you would like to hear out of this type of episode with, uh, the, the predictions and stuff like that against the spread, how we, I got to track that stuff. So I'll go back and try to listen to this and track it and see what I did. And maybe we can get some spreadsheets. Sorry. My, uh, mic boom broke earlier so i'm holding it and then my mic just turned over because it's weird like the way that this thing's set up so i gotta get a new mic stand um but yeah let me know what you think about the podcast format what we can do better and um try to get some spreadsheet stuff together so that maybe we could all can see who um who could stump espn with head-to-head and against the spread so anyways this is nate for Talk Court Fantasy Football League podcast. And I'm out.